0: spin frequency michael miller here um this is going to be my first intro into a, an episode before it starts i'm just playing with ideas and what flows and what's great and um, today it's going to be a chat with myself shane lyons and darren Curtin. shane being a long lifetime friend of mine and darren being a very new friend that i'm very excited to share our conversation with you guys um Three very interesting men, including myself. (laughs) Um, That feels weird to say, but I confidently say that too, because I feel I am interesting. We're all interesting when we're sharing our hearts and being in vulnerability. And this is definitely a vulnerable conversation, and it's playful. It brings in music, something that I'm really excited to be tuning into and finding and remembering ways to support these men and support the music and support myself um, with music. And... um, yeah this is a really playful um, conversation amongst very young men which I'm really excited to share um, just want to remind you guys as well if any have any ideas to support the podcast and where you feel what you feel works and what doesn't work or what you feel would be really great and really exciting that's flowing out of your heart please email me on spinfrequency geo at gmail.com that's s-p-i-n f-r-e-q-u-e-n c-y-g-e at gmail.com I'm really excited to see and be part of this podcast in its early stages and seeing how it's organically growing and the support is coming from all angles with people, with spaces even though we're in a lockdown here in the country things are still very open in the heart and I'm excited to be playing in that realm enjoy this episode sit down with a cup of tea Go for a run, whatever it is. Enjoy the laughter. Now, there will probably be a song or a bit of music that will come in, which I'd really like to happen. I'm actually sitting right beside the music man, Darren, who's recording this intro. and um, I would really love for a bit of music now to come after this before the episode starts, but we'll see what happens. I don't expect it, but that would be amazing if it happened. I'm literally speaking out loud, loud to you guys as we're manifesting. You'll see how raw and organic this is. Yeah, tense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Don't be> Darren. <laughs> no more no less, no. I'm, I'm, I'm Darren, I'm from Limerick from Ireland, from the Earth, from the universe, from the galaxy, Shane's friend, Michael's friend. That's me Marshall. Tell us more. Tell us more. Uh, I live for creativity, just being a creative, creative being, creative person, I like to be productive. Um. Whether it's music, film, video, family, friends, I like to push myself, I like to push the people around me uh, to be more creative and productive. Uh, but not, not, not so much where they feel uh, like I'm pushing them. It's more like a guiding, guiding force. Because I, th- I think creativity is, is a big part of uh, being a human being. And I, I like to keep in touch with that side of it. So I'm Darren and I'm a creative person. Have you always been a creative person? Yeah. Yeah. What's your first memory of being creative? First memory of being creative... Um, I guess when I started... Uh, kind of get interested in picking up music, music equipment, anything, and just trying to make sounds, uh, would have been my first foray into creativity. And it just kind of manifested into not... So was just music, more so kind of everything, just life encapsulated by creativity across all life. Uh, so, music would be my first, and it's still it's still my main, my main goal, my main creative force. Does, does music allow you to escape or to go into something? Um, for, for some time, I thought it was both. I thought it was a form of escapism, but then I realized that I wasn't escaping anything. I realized that I wanted to tap into something that we can't tap into in, in this specific uh, dimension or realm music is my my transport if you will my wormhole into another form of existence uh, that's what it is for me i have nothing like when i'm playing music i don't know what what is going on out here in the real world because i'm so deep uh in in what i'm doing that it's almost it's almost a meditative it's almost like a meditative state uh, to me no matter what instrument i'm playing do you have a singing voice I have a singing voice, yeah, I don't, I I wouldn't be as confident with my singing voice, but I'm getting to the point where uh, I've accepted that I have the voice that I have, and I just have to work with that, Um, yeah. Shane. Michael. Do you know golf? I
0: do know. Do you only put down the tee? I do. Imagine he um, Darren's a golf ball.
2: Yes. Would you tee him up? Would I tee him up? Would I put him on my tee and and propel them forward. I mean... I'll, Is that what you're asking here? I'd
1: get you a hole in one
2: then. <laughs> I'll get you on. No, no, no. It's the... It's the tool, the tool holder. That would propel you into the hole. So I'd have to take credit yeah, for that I'd one. But, but I guess I would. I'd tee him up. And I'd give him a whack. But yeah. I would.
0: How do you tee someone
2: up? I guess you, you give them a place to... to rest. Your you support, I guess. So how are you teeing up Darren at the moment? Um I'm by facilitating his presence in the house here. I suppose we to be teeing him up, but I'm also teeing myself up as well, so <coughs>
1: what, what, <coughs> it's a two way thing. Tea? Let's not forget that. It's yeah, yeah, of that. course, yeah. Yeah. What kind of tea are we yeah. drinking? i are drinking tea
2: Well, a bit of C B D tea infused with some of your own tea, which I'm not sure. Burdock. Burdock plus CBD tea, which is very pleasant. I've definitely become a nice tea drinker. Burr is the coldest town in Ireland. Burr. Chew is the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Bad bad jokes, that's How long have you been
1: in the Shire of here? Here, where are you? Um, Currently, right now, my presence is being felt in the county of Mayo, which is a great county. I've always had an affinity for Mayo. Uh, I've been coming up here for years, uh, as long as I know Shane. And it kind of felt like almost like a spiritual home. I know that sounds kind of odd, but uh, if there was anywhere I was going to go or move to Ireland, Mayo kind of made the most sense. Um, And it is almost like a shower, you know? Um, and I definitely feel very home, very at peace. I feel like like this This is my home now, considering only a week ago my home was elsewhere, not in, not in Mayo at all. So yeah. Did you play the tune at your other home? I did play the tune, I play, played a much similar tune, um, but my tune is one of, of, of experience now with Shane, uh, so my tune has changed. But not dramatically. Uh, it's 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 taken on, Shane's tune, uh, and amalgamated into the one tune. So it's not just a solo. Tune. It's not just a solo piece of music. Now it's uh, it's composition. You know? Yeah, What does composition mean? Uh, composition is multiple pieces of of organized sound and music coming together to make a bigger piece of music. What is that? So let's say if you have my tune, yes, change tune, his melody, two melodies, bring them together to make a composition. The greater of, of its parts. Of course. What's the difference between a composition and a symphony?
2: A symphony seems to be I think the it's entire encapsulation thing. of yeah, it's all
1: possible themes. Like you have like a symphony. The composition so is what they would create together. together. Yeah, it, the composition is the piece of music, the symphonies, how it's played and everything that's encapsulated within the composition. Or Do, you the fe- Do you feel you can lose and find yourself in the composition? Yeah, but I'm okay with losing myself in the composition. <clears throat> because I learned from both. I learned from losing myself and I learned from finding myself again. Uh, there's lessons in both. Um, and I, I thrive in being lost in a weird way because it forces me to to reflect and think deeper because if I'm if I'm perfectly comfortable with everything I'm in my comfort zone I'm not really forcing myself or challenging myself to learn so when I'm lost and in particular in music when I'm lost in what I'm doing um, I feel like I can tap into much more of a, of a, a serene, kind of almost palpable. Uh, of where to go, and I can feel my way through it much more. So I I like being lost. I thrive being being out of my comfort zone and being lost. Uh, How lost have you got? Lost. I've got I've gotten pretty lost. But I'll always have an anchor point to the way back. Uh, which is which is a saving grace because you know that's the difference between if I was to get lost or something. If the kind of person that I am with my mindset, if I was to get completely lost and not have a grounding that's when the stuff can get you know pretty deep and pretty mad and pretty messed up for people so I always like to have an anchor point back to reality uh, which kind of keeps me grounded keeps me sane you know so I do tend to get pretty lost but I like it I like it constantly. what is your anchor point you my anchor point has always been
2: facing the head on I said yesterday facing the beast looking in the eye and just you know be as honest as you can with yourself and really look deep and really want to grow and just shed the bad and add the good and just keep striving towards being a better version of yourself all the time and uh, i know it's very cliche but it's the truth um, so i guess where my heart must sleeve, being honest with myself definitely has helped and you know just kept adding the band-aids over time. Dealing with the
0: repercussions of the last podcast we released of mine and yours, Conversation, a part of it, do you feel that has contracted you into how much you're willing to share in this podcast episode with me and Darren due to the repercussions of the release of the last podcast?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, broadcasting it was something that, as I said, I wasn't fully aware of the... I wasn't worried that, that was what was going to happen, but um, it did force me to look at things and not care so much about any, anything anyone has to say, so like, that's my truth, that's the way it is and I, I'm going to own it, so in that sense it's made it a lot more, a lot easier at this time, um, having the mic there, knowing that you know I'm going to stand by whatever I have to say. I
0: how would you navigate um, a version of you who may want to actually stop that sharing to happen in the future within yourself? So you've gone so deep in yourself and you've shared it. How do you navigate that version of you that actually wants to stop that happening in the future? That's so, that so, that's, you may not be fully embodied, but there's a part. How do you deal with that version of you?
2: Uh, I feel like I'm doing, that, that first podcast one out was a great way to deal with that um, as I mentioned before, whenever I get that feeling, no, when I get out of the fear, or not not really a fear, but a resistance towards a thought or a feeling or an action, I know that's because I, I have to do it. It's something I have to do in order to get, over the, get to the next page. Um, so yeah, when I feel discomfort, I welcome it now, more so than I ever did before, almost fully welcome it. Knowing that once I get over this thing, um, I'll be like, what the hell was I worrying about? I and do know. you feel you're still in that? No. Every day I feel like I, I have a firmer grasp on it. Uh, really, every day I feel that I can see the progress. It feels great. Very liberating. And uh, As long as I'm honest with myself and others, uh, I, I'm, I don't see how I can ever pray, fall victim to previous ways of thinking, you know? So when you receive, with we'll Swiss say,
0: when you receive one of the messages you received um, after the podcast that like drew you into like, whoa, I'm being really naked here. If you were to like play that emotion into the drums now, we you play it right now.
2: If I um, could replicate how I felt in the drums, uh, it I would be able to go. But, yeah, I wanted to go frantic, <laughs> but I didn't want to go too loud considering the mics were right it's there, bad. you know. But um, yeah, but I wasn't even frantic. I guess it was hard, like hard to put to drums. It yeah. definitely seems like
1: your reaction to the podcast being put up, if that was a couple of years ago, that would have affected you a lot. A lot you more, mean, yeah. You probably would have spent a lot more time beating yourself up and maybe even feeling a little bit bad about it. But you kind of brushed it off pretty... I would have been very self-critical. Yeah. You know, now... Yeah. Uh, Thinking I, too much about what other people are going to think about. Um, uh, and yeah, you still did think about that, but it, it, it definitely wasn't uh, debilitating. You still were willing to just like let it happen.
2: Sure, I knew what was good for me. As I, as I yeah. feel you guys knew what was good for you. Um, when you were faced with, you know, that re- resistance in yourself towards something, you know, it's very easy to run away. But once you look at it, it's it's its power is is gone. Mm. It's like, what was I afraid of? You know, it, you know. How do you navigate
0: your um, subconscious self that is still
1: being expected by people where you're from? Um. That's a very good question. Um, I it's again it's something that I, I certainly had a problem with because I come from a very very conservative uh, well not not a very conservative uh, uh, place of, of, of origin but the people wouldn't be as like you know into this kind of you're know, talking about the mind and then the psychology and real open discussion and open discussion so like I, I definitely wouldn't get to express myself back home as much as I usually would we, we've talked about this a lot where I, I feel like I'm stifled back home but at the same time um, I always try and give away a little bit of who I am without them feeling like this guy is talking out his absolute fucking hole um, so I like I like to kind of chip away at people but not like be my full self because I, I, I honestly don't think people are really truly going to understand 100% of who I am because I, I can be a very passionate very kind of forward, honest person. It can be picked up the wrong way. And I, I I'm saying that based on experience. It's not that I, you know, I have a list uh, I I'm saying this based on no evidence. Uh, evidently over the past couple of years I've had uh, adverse reactions to, to expressing who I really was back home, which kind of like made me shy away a little bit. But these days, ever since started lockdown, I think you would agree, uh, Shane, I started to give more uh, credence to who I was uh, with my family first uh, and the way I got better at really being myself was being 100% honest and being myself around my family first, like almost like a testing ground and also having Shane, uh, I'm, I'm 100% around him anyways but having the chats and having the conversations with Shane were... We talk about what we're going to do, what approach, how we're going to start being more honest, being more like not worried about what other people think. Uh, having his validity, having he, having the respect that he gives back to me made it easier as well. So, having his help to navigate it was one thing, but also navigating my family was a good testing ground in order to start approaching the outside world. Um, and now I feel like I've got it under control. I'm not worried about anything these days. I'm not worried about to navigate things i just navigate them now i'm just in the waters doing my thing i'm not worried about um like this is this is of no consequence to me i'm happy to do anything like this so the
0: one thing that i've um feel that has rolled into my life and has rolled into this podcast and it's the reason why i didn't upload one of the episodes is because i found it to fall into an interview very easy and that's why i actually shifted machines chat to uh, like being fully embodied myself with something i'm passionate about to really uh catch both of us into a spin because the podcast is called spin frequency mm. um and i feel like this episode or this chat is falling into me interviewing again and it's it, yeah. I, I think it's actually a form of protection for me because it's i'm a very good listener and i think it's come from being at home my mom she'd come home in the evening and i'd just be vent and listen yeah. and I've become better and better over the years and not taking on what people are saying and yeah. being a conduit allowing it to flow through me and I don't hold on to it anymore yet I want to speak now in, in the chat and not be like after
1: this chat yeah, like, yeah. why didn't I ask the lads to ask me well I'm definitely f- interested to in know how you navigate the same, things, yeah. same problems that we, we, we face as, as, as people that like to wear a heart on our sleeve how, how do you live your life where you can be yourself as much as you possibly can and, and be okay with that, be comfortable with that. How do you approach? What is your approach? How, what makes you comfortable and happy? I feel that I'm bullish in the beginning yeah. and that breaks the seal and breaks the, the, the elephant in the so room. So just unabashedly room. yourself right from the get-go. Really? So I'm like, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit and you're, you're going to have to work. I've on got smarts experience. and I've
0: got wise and yeah. I've- um, Cutting I've, past the bullshit. I've integrated Basically. myself. I'm um, I mean, not as much needing people to validate how, how whatever I am in the moment I, I am I don't, I don't need that validation sure. um, but also not getting into the story that I don't need validation either because yeah. also knowing that I enjoy receiving appreciation and yeah. love and I love being well, loved Definitely
1: from the people that you find you hold dear to your heart your friends your family You know people that you respect uh, that's where the validation uh, benefits me but from a normal person I don't really care too much Personally, uh, what, the, what the normal person thinks about me? but could um,
0: yeah, so <laughs> <sky, laughs> they skit- Often, I don't know how to express myself so much that I literally yeah. speak, sometimes, to share I, my I head I didn't notice homes, th- homes I didn't notice that you know. journey
1: up to, to Mayo last night? Yeah, e- even if I need to well, get into okay. the most
0: um, I, I, I'm what's not, coming up for me now is when you're in the acid trip and <laughs> someone's validating you and they think they're actually supporting you, but they're actually breaking yeah, your throat. Yeah. But I keep, you're doing your thing again. So I keep saying, Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's actually stopping me from spinning my head. And um, I suppose that's one of the best things I am. I'm very boldly direct. Mm-hmm. I don't really care that you might be thinking, Jesus, he's a bollocks for saying that. But I'm straightforward because. Um, I don't feel there's a need for bullshit. I think I can still love you very deeply and let you know what I need so I can spin my heart and open up how I spin and how I share and might be different to what you've experienced before. Um, And I even get into a rhyming beat and I can rap, I can share, I can speak, I can go everywhere. I I, I go to the galactic sphere and I go so far sometimes and I forget where I'm anchored. Um, And often when I'm speaking to people, they don't even know it, but they're they're anchoring me down so fucking hard that I can't even get into the fucking spin. Um, and sometimes even, and I love how you are speaking about at home, if you can master at home, you'll master it everywhere else. And that's yeah. so true because I've traveled away for five years and I feel like I've conquered so many versions of myself. And then I find myself home after the exciting first month where you're flailing yeah. everywhere and yeah. you're ready to book the flight home back to Australia but you're not going home this time, you're staying. Yeah. And in a way, I have found myself back at the very beginning again. And I'm going through that realisatory process again in my roots. And it's fucking difficult. Yeah, it can be. And I'm going through the whole thing again. Mm -hmm. And I find at home, I'm often... I have such little to say. I'm a very stagnant, contracted version. Sometimes I need to leave and go to another community Mm -hmm. to actually unveil what's stopping my heart from
2: spinning everywhere. And it's not a running away. uh, Because I I would agree very much with that uh, approach. Um... It was always, because of the family life I've had, it, my cope was to go away, go with friends. You know, I learned most of what I did by, by being out there with the average person on the streets, friends, a lot of friends, friends, friends. And it never matched up. I, I always had very peaceful, uh, happy, healthy relationships with friends, but then at home, um, you know, there's just, as, as you said, nothing to say about the time. It's just that, that stagnancy, um, uh, but it's, you know, individually, There's an individual stagnance and then all the individuals come together and there's a communal stagnance then. That's what we found was hard for us to, it was four or five of us and a lot lot of turbulence and a lot of different uh, perspectives. And they're very difficult. Um, But it's just interesting seeing the different approaches and knowing your family setups. And, uh, you know, we all came, we've all come to the same place, Mm. but, you know, uh, more or less a unique approach. To each. I relate more of yours than Darren's but they And and there. Can you describe the theatre
0: of your subconscious building, which I would say is zero to seven. Can you describe that theatre
2: to us? You're to have to uh, Um and what I feel the question you're asking is, uh, could, you, could you describe uh, the support you had between the ages of zero to seven and how that impacted you, what that allowed you to be, uh, what that may not have allowed you to be so easily? Uh,
1: so there's there's a bit of confliction in, in in my story i got all the support i could possibly want and need from my mother but had a very conservative kind of more reserved held back support from my dad um, i obviously went more towards my mom because i realized that there's nothing wrong with showing a person compassion and support and letting them feel their way through life and find their ambitions and their and their dreams But then you also had my dad, who was kind of more, um, had like more of a kind of methodical, logical approach to life where, you know, you should go out and get a job and have your wife, your kids, your steady career, your steady income. And I kind of didn't really, I didn't really, I can really gel or bond with that. And that's where the confliction came from in my life. That's where any turbulence or any inner, I suppose, Getting, getting the support from my mum and not from my dad, uh, it created definitely a bit of turmoil in my life and probably probably manifested in, in, in strange ways where I could have got to the same process as I am right now a lot quicker um, if it weren't for the confliction and turbulence. But I started to realize that, I think I, I to a degree I needed both. I'm happy I got both, um, to, to a degree, you know. Uh, but definitely have having my mum there would have been the, the saving grace. It, she facilitated a lot of who I am and who, what I decided to be and my core being. You know, she's a godsend, really. Uh, just, just seeing how she navigates through life and how she is with people, I learned so much from that. Um, how she's such a calm presence in the face of any kind of, whether it's adversity or anything. She's always friends. and I always I always I respect that a lot. And my dad would be much more kind of like shy, reserved, you know, keeps himself. And I also found, I, I found I, I learned a lot from that because I, I my mom would be she'd be kind of the person that would be in the crowd, mingling uh, and being vocal and being social. My dad would be more outside the crowd, being the observer and I am an my of both of those people. I observe, but I also am part of the discussion, I'm part of the story. Um, but I feel so comfortable being an observer uh, as well, letting people do their thing, and sometimes I'll just sit down in the middle of a busy street and just watch people, just people watch, and try and put stories together. And other times I'll be in the middle of a social situation. So yeah, my parents and my family situation, uh, I think I got a very well-rounded um, version of life. Uh, I didn't get unconditional. I got unconditional love, but I also got the other side without the the support. And I think they both play. Uh, they both play a very significant important role. Have you brothers and sisters? I have brothers and sisters as well. Yeah, um, and I'm the youngest. So again, that was an advantage in itself because my siblings are older than me seven nine eleven years older than me so they've been through a lot of life by the time i started to reach certain angles of my life by the time i was nine ten years of age they were all late teenagers and by the time i was a teenager they were adults like men and women so i was able to learn so much from how they were because they were different versions of their life so when they were like an adult i learned so much when they were 20 25 years of age i was only a teenager, a teenager. So, I always felt that when I was a teenager, I always felt a little bit more mature and so like Mature is probably the wrong word, but I realized that I was going more so towards being that than I was being like a a standard typical teenager. I wasn't concerned with the typical things that a teenager was concerned with. Uh, So that's how my brothers and sisters have shaped me as well, uh, as as well as my, my mother and father. Thank you for sharing that. Thing that's coming up for me when I'm listening, I'm
0: saying, "Focus, I can kind of listening to you." Is how do we integrate music? Like, I can hear Shane just beating, and I can feel like in a way that he's opening up centers for us mm. to, to share. But also on the polarity and duality of it could also be blocking. Distraction. You know, a Distraction. distraction. So, so I, I, I can I can sit with the fuck he's distracting us, and then breathe out and be like, oh no, he's actually opening I, us. I personally never
1: mind the distraction.
0: You know, I, I'm just from my, my, my own process, and by me accepting that, then I've been like, Oh, actually, this actually support me. And it's like, That's for me, like the click of judgment that I can go into, and then the breathing out, I can breathe out with, of the judgment, and then I'm back in again, and I'm in the tune, and you're actually playing the tune. It's good to have that mechanism. So, my question is as, as musicians, how would you like to facilitate that ability to open space for people? To share.
2: What's what that I look, look like? Share. Well, it has fully opened my space for me. It's been like the integral part of my opening of myself. Uh, it's something I feel more than, than something I can conceptualise. Um, I feel more so than... Can, can I first say something?
0: Were, we, were you distracting people in school or were you opening people in school?
2: <laughs> uh, I, I, I reckon I sure I, okay. I reckon I reckon I, I reckon I was a happy a good distraction okay I think I might be totally wrong there but from the from the energy I got from people and the reception to my jackass behaviour um, yeah definitely felt it was it was okay it was welcomed <laughs> so I'm grateful for that I, know I could have been a pain in the ass still can maybe you can directly try to challenge people by being a distraction. I don't know. It's hard to know where exact, where exactly it was. I just I love the crack. Yeah. That's like actually that's, that's what that's what Megan
0: asked me to ask. She's like, can you do a podcast episode with someone and just explain to the to the non-Irish resident what the crack is? And I, it's like, cause it, it takes a long time to tune into the crack and I don't that's feel I like need yeah. the crack. It's evolving for me the crack. And I feel it's something that's kept people in nature yet Fulfilled in the mundane, when, tune, when they tune into the tune and the crack, maybe it's not so mundane everything Maybe we don't need so many distractions if we actually tune into the yeah. crack and the camaraderie oh, and Of heart. course,
2: I see, I see. You, you need to be in the middle. You all need to be in the middle and like, you know, just be in that grey area Like life is not black or white. You need to see the black and the white being grey at all times But have a, have a, a hand or a, foot, a leg in either side you know, an in-betweener myself and Darren have always felt we were in-betweeners that we could fit in anywhere and we could we could talk to anyone and feel them but we, we always felt like we were
1: on the outside looking in yeah always can I also just say that for me the crack has evolved you know so when you're a kid it's a much more it's a much more physical kind of everything is in everything is mad and you're kind of kind of experiencing life uh, uh, on a clean canvas, a uh, uh, fresh slate. Uh, teenagers, you kinda, you're kind of you more like, I'm, I'm more concerned my crack would be either playing games, hanging out with my friends, uh, talking about girls. Uh, for me, the crack in this current age and my, my current life right now, my crack, the crack has evolved more so into a state of uh, expressing the goofy side of me, just being so goofy, um, and not worrying about the other person, what they think, but it's even better. The crack is is, is the best when the other person picks up on it and they, in, th- in turn, uh, respond with their version of the crack and it, it kind of fuses together. So, the crack for me isn't going to the pub and having pints and being social, it's much more like the, the little small conversations you have where you it's silly city, and express yourself. Uh, and you just certainly be, this this to me is 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 good crack. Just just being able to sit sit around and shoot the shit, you know. Um, that's my crack. It it evolves, I think, over time. Uh, so it's kind of hard to say what it is. It's hard. To, it's hard to describe to a person who doesn't really know what it is because it's just a uh, a way of life. It's a way of uh expressing yourself, whether that's going out getting girls in your teenage life or just going around and going going playing kids games, school, schoolyard games, that's crap. How has right. getting with girls evolved for you? Getting with girls? Um, authentically and honestly. Authentically and honestly, I think getting for girls, for me, it's it's never been about uh, the quantity, uh, how many girls I get with I've never, never been a person where I worry about going out and getting a girl on a specific night. Like if I don't get a girl, I'm gonna be really mad at myself, like I'm gonna be really pissed off. Um, I'm much more, I play the slow game, I'm much more relaxed. I try and just be a friend, uh, uh, a neutral person for them where they don't feel like I'm trying to get into their pants. Uh, because I think women have a tough time, uh, more so than men, when it comes to areas of getting with the opposite sex. Because a lot of guys, to be fair, a lot of guys that are very, very inconsiderate and very entitled. Uh, disclaimer, not everyone, I, shouldn't, I should say that, not every guy's like that. But you know, I, I've had enough experience on nights out and socializing with people where I've seen guys treat women like, like like shit. And that pisses me off, and that taught me a lot. That taught me how not to treat women. Uh, my approach might be a little bit slow, a little bit methodical when it gets to women. I might not get a lot of women. Uh, but I can sleep at night knowing that I'm a good person and that my approach whether they pick up on it or not, they're going to be like, yeah, I respect it. And I'm like, that guy was just actually a genuine sound person. Uh, so that's my approach. Are you it. a sexual person? I am a sexual person. How do you access your sex on a daily basis? <sighs> How do you access your sex, Darn? I mean, I'm a sexual person without it being uh, a driving factor. It's not, it's not a very big part. Of who I am to the point where it dictates a lot of my decisions uh, I mean right now I'm not really even thinking about not now just the moment but even you on feel, a day to day basis sexy now? I'm not feeling sexy right now but I'm feeling good you know uh, I don't need to feel sexy to feel good um, saying that though I definitely I, I'm, I'm open I'm open to the the possibility. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making a big deal of it. Like you know, I'm not. I'm trying not to let it get to better of me. Because if, if I let it get, if I let it get to better of me, I will just. Be consumed. just crossed his legs. I will just be consumed. Yeah, this is my. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like, the other way felt so wrong. Uh, way too Now <laughs> No way, doing vagina <laughs> yeah <they're>
2: i <being> <laughs> Boy! Boy! B69 <laughs> Shane do you feel sexy I do feel sexy yeah I do I do but it's not something I take seriously I'm very playful about it um, but also yeah I'd, uh, I, I would say uh, uh, further furthering Darren's point Darren will definitely over the last mm, handful of years been a uh, very respectful and uh went more the pure approach. I maybe um thrown in with my bad drinking habits and other habits at times uh would have been quite lustful unnecessarily so but my judgment was always always skewed because I was normally always intoxicated in my driving I I wasn't in the right place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> <laughs> personality as
0: you're speaking I I, I completely
2: okay yeah. uh, but yes very very sexual person uh, containing it is, is I mean, I'm very in control I've, I'm very in control for the amount of energy that I have you know um, I have so much energy uh, and containing it has been a problem in the past and now I've learned to tame tame all those energies and channel them more positively what's that um, mean? basically um, Coming, I, try, I try to make decisions based on the feelings I have while I'm grounded as much as possible rather than coming from a place where my decision making my critical thinking and decision making is, is way off because you know I might have been drinking five days out of the seven last week and I might have only had three nights sleep out of seven and uh, I, my place of normality was always a place of you know recovery. I never gave my body or mind much love or care, I wasn't looking after myself, and now that I am, um, these, the decisions and feelings that I have are much more pure, and I, I don't have to think about them, there's no doubt, there's no over-deliberation, it's just pure. Yeah, it feels right, yeah, fuck, I'm gonna do that. If that feels shit, nah. It just seems, to be, it seems a lot easier to just put, and put the bullshit aside and just to, uh, try this new approach of thing, to something. Um, and it's all coming together so easily I, I i am in full control of everything that's where it's led to just keeping keeping the the head good and appreciating and looking after yourself how are you tangibly um acting upon these realizations right now uh um facilitating darren here the music is a huge one uh getting into the diet getting in being open, cleansing myself of all emotions, helping others cleanse by chatting, and we're always helping everyone in the immediate circle, everyone's just feeding in and growing, and we're, we're moving in a forward direction, and we're all going together. One may be a little bit ahead of another, but it's like a slingshotting going on together. So you know, it's like, I'm ahead of you, but I'm gonna fire you up ahead there, then if there might be up ahead, and they'll slingshot you up. And that's the way it's been with me and Darren, definitely. Uh, now that you're back in the picture, that's sort of, that's happening as well. Uh, man, is getting on it. My people that I care about are, seem to be, you know, getting, doing well and getting places and moving on, which is good. In an episode that we recorded,
0: um, I, we talked about the 13er, the 33er and the 69er. Mm-hmm. And it didn't record because we are on the road to pick up Darren on the other side of the country. We give me a 33er a on the gooch? Oh, uh, I honestly, I honestly so I'm going to take you out of that mode now and I'm going to flip you into a nice feeling. Will you give me a thirty er on you and Darren?
2: Uh, I, I, although you keep saying the 33-er, my response has been like what I believe to be a 33-er. I have no idea what that is, so I find it hard to give a, a d- definitive answer. Will you um,
0: share with me in love and words and whatever instruments around you, how you feel about you and Darren in 33 seconds? La la
2: la la.
1: It's fire, it's
2: uh, the the sexual center. Uh, Maybe not for everyone, but, you know, it's a... a Have you ever licked a gooch? Well, I have.
1: Have you? I have, yeah. Michael John, how's your gooch tasting? I have never licked my (laughs) gooch. Sometimes you can go a little bit north or south, south being Mm in, you know, uh, sleepy territory, but you know, sweet spot, gooch, fine, I'm okay with it, you know, it's salty, Okay. I think it's good then, that we talk about sexuality because I think as men it may not
0: be talked about in a very
1: uh, we're, we're open we're, environment we're, we're, we're
2: good we're, 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 we've, we've, we've talked about everything on, on um, the sexual spectrum but I'd say in society you know a lot of people uh, you know sex is one of those topics where, oh no you know uh, I know the earth is yeah, kind of moving forward so uh, but deeply, generally it's been you know man to man and even yeah. if people do, do have more open belief, beliefs they generally keep themselves in fear of being judged And thank you and um, yeah, I, I, society is very backwards when it comes to it. But again, I don't. I, I feel like I'm outside of that. Yeah, I can go outside. That. I, I don't. I'm on my own. I'm in my own place. I know Darren is. I know you are, and um, and yeah, I need to keep. I need to get in touch with the with others, um, other friends and close ones from the past to see where they are today. But generally, all of, all of my associates have been quite open, um, and the world needs more people that are just. More open sexually. It's okay to talk about these things, mm. especially in Ireland, a Catholic, Catholic, reserved Ireland. Um, you know, it's it's not something people turn heads when you're talking about these t- topics. All right, let's flare into it.
0: So we talk about religion and sexuality. Um, how do you feel religion and sexuality? Whoever wants to spurt in first with their share and who feels great. Where do you feel religion has? The locked sexuality in your experience. So not speaking out loud but others. How does religion stop your sexual experience? Can you answer that question first? Yes. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like there's a deep shame of the body, first yeah. of all, um, that has been um given to us due to us being sinners. Um that were originally sinners. I actually asked my mom, um, about a year ago, I was just like, crap, I was just like, see it actually, how deep does it go? I'm like, "Mom, are you originally innocent or are you originally a sinner? I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. And she, she replayed to me out this Bible text that has been so indrilled in us that we're sinners. So this comes down to like the wrongness, that everything we do is inherently wrong. Yeah. And that we can't have sex until we get married, until we have intertwined ourselves with another. Yeah. That we can't be, have sex. But maybe our... She wants to know the time. And is this going on? Michael, carry on talking. Oh, no, we'll carry on talking. Sorry. Right. It distracts me, so I can't keep speaking. i would like to have the ability to keep spinning while another goes into another, and I'll do my best. So that's Apologies. okay. Thank you. Um, and our need to be sorry all the time is another deep religious one. Are you still here for another one? Well, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> so let's go into something that actually that's very in the forefront of me. I've so let go of saying sorry that I never say sorry now, even though I've said it three times. But I do never say sorry. So even if I do something that I don't feel was harmonic in a moment, I don't go back now and apologize. I just forgive myself, let go, and keep moving forward. And I'm around people that don't hold me to my actions, that they allow me to just keep evolving, becoming my darkness, and and allowing me to shine out of it again. And they're not holding me to that dark moment, because they know that I'm just shining in through it. and I feel in the realisation that we've been told to be sorry because even as we're walking around, a lot of Irish people are like, "Oh, sorry, 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 like, They're like, we're so sorry for even their presence. Like how, I'm so sorry you, I was even here. Like, yeah. It's so wronging this sexual flesh that we're in. Maybe we, we haven't been shared that maybe sex isn't just sticking your penis in the vagina. Yeah. Maybe sex is a way of being. Maybe it's a... A movement, maybe it's a way of being, of flowing, that you're 24 7. And maybe when we do let out our fluids in ejaculation, maybe in some way in ground in, then I feel this shame or guilt after we have let it all out. We haven't been shared with by our our brothers and fathers, our mothers, whatever, how to deal with it after you ejaculate? How do you navigate that when you let all a bo- lot of your elixirs of bodily fluid out here so intimately, whether inside a woman or outside, or through oral sex or through masturbation? How do you navigate that onslaught of overwhelming feeling that comes over you? Like how do you de- deal with that? How do I deal with that? It results in me choosing not to sleep and fornicate with women for over a year, for nearly two years and to really see like why people choose celibacy and I got to see my version of what that was like to not go around desiring every night and not going out every night. I I did go subconsciously go out a lot of nights needing the validation from a female and I didn't even know how to be intimate with with her really and it was usually lustful alcohol-fueled movements towards the nightclub and then resulting in loads of food and if I didn't and get a woman this ridiculous cloy, as my hands go ploy if I didn't get a woman like how can you get a woman um, and that means like to possess her to own her yeah. to, to all these things that I don't desire to do that I deep, so constantly wanted to take a woman and I'm so glad no woman actually let me take her I, I, did, I had very little I had no girlfriends through my teenage years. and I'm so glad no, no woman allowed me to possess her. I was like, so glad they didn't allow me. And being trained in that possession because I don't possess anybody. Um, for me, sex has a whole world. Like sexuality is one thing. I feel you're, you're available for a certain demograph yeah. of beings of a certain age group to receive sexual energy from. So for me, I'm sexually open to everything. I'm open to receiving sexual energy from that tree, from Shane, Shane's mom, you, your mom, my mom, hey. I'm, hey. I'm, 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 I'm even open to sexual energy from my own mom, which is a, could be a little. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because I see sexual energy yeah. as a is is a is a hyper way of like
2: wanting to like. Like yeah. sexual That's energy true. doesn't necessarily mean they act, uh, the, before effects, before the sexual act. Sexual energy becomes yeah. sexualizing.
1: That's the problem. Like people mistake that as being like, oh, you're like hypersexual, and like you're coming at you're coming at them from the wrong place. That's true conservatism of religion and society. So everything is like there's a difference between sex being being sexual and being sexualized. If I'm sexualized, then I see that person or this person or that woman as a person that I can have sex with uh and you're kind of like negating all the other facets of what it means to be sexual with a person it's sexualized it's like that's where you have a lot of uh people kind of like, like their their judgment is clouded by the difference between like, I, 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 like being sexualized means that i'm kind of in it really only for the sex and the other aspects of it aren't so important if, if important at all um and I, 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 think, I think humans, most majority of humans have, have a pretty poor relationship with it. I feel most humans are more sexualized than sexual beings.
2: Yeah, we're like vampires you know, for it as a race. Um, I feel you know. that in a lot of ways I'm not even
0: ready to copulate with women a lot of the time. Because I feel that I'm often not available for everything else with the woman, of what she needs yeah. in being So supported. you don't
2: feel it's fair to just pursue that avenue of sex yeah. when you're not there for the well, other. But I'm going to just
0: drop her on her arse after and not sure, be able course, to yeah. like, support her. Well, like, no, fair, fair, fair play. play. I, uh, I feel the same way most of the time. And, and that makes me feel lacked in and not enough in myself. So then me navigating, not going into guilt or shame, but going yeah. like, I need to go discover myself. I need yeah. to know how to... Breathe through this. That not after I ejaculate with a woman, that I need to then psych psychologically fuck her up because I don't actually know how to support myself. Therefore, I can't support her. Then I need to go into things of working out, breath work, yeah. dealing with my energy, going for a run. If I'm feeling low, that I bring in a medicine into my life, a herb, or walking, or planting, or whatever it is reconnecting with myself so I can actually support them. Because so many people are. Triving masturbation from years, like from thirteen, I started masturbating when I was thirteen, and when my mom was gone, and, and, and I was like going on the internet and getting this idea of this woman that's sexualized. All she is is to have. Yeah, but Before that's I'm why we are so sexualized. Exactly. So. Like, healing that and letting that go and not wronging your appenditure either. Because I definitely wronged my appenditure, do you know what I mean? My pecker! My pecker! Do you know what I mean? Like, I've actually, in Australia, in my camper van, in the middle of nowhere, I've sat in the middle of the forest, with me and my pecker, and I had just stroked my penis, I gently, know. with the force. Shane's currently standing
2: up looking at me and jokingly. bulging at me! <laughs> <head>. *bulgosaurus*, <laughs> *bulgosaurus*. <laughs> but like,
0: sitting with yourself, and not all, like, your my penis, I definitely had anxiety that every time it was going to be touched, it was going to be toped, yeah. and put inside some dark cave. Yeah! But like, yeah! <laughs> but like, sitting in the energy of like, am I willing just to lie on a bed at night sometimes, and just literally sit there with my penis, and just be like, you're not just a, a an object that where energy comes in, and I'm like, oh, I want that. An <laughs> object. An
2: object. Like, how can I how can I breathe that energy
0: through <laughs> my body and actually enjoy it and share it and be
1: in it and not need to release it every time? It it's definitely out. possible to be sexual without you know relying on on stimulating um, private parts. You know.
2: Yeah, and in, I guess an interesting thing, and I feel today people might look at the practice of celibacy as something that. Uh, priests and, and clergy folk do just because uh, you know it's a part of God but when you think about it like that is energy like let's say an orgasm there is there's energy there there's a release and um obviously if you harness that energy it must energy you know it has to be fun somewhere. You know you'd wonder what benefits I'm sure they're known but I don't know what those benefits of um you know no fap are. Uh, but I, I can imagine that there's an increase of energy, and if you can harness that energy, then that's a good thing. Um, and also, you're you're not you're you're distancing yourself from uh, the sexualized ways of society, and which is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, men generally see women as uh, you know portable vaginas. A lot of them, not all of them, as we said earlier on. Um, but definitely now that I've kind of come into adulthood, I'm starting to see a woman as just. Uh, just a human being. I'm starting to see everyone as people, uh, really clearly, and um, definitely desexualize And it feels great. And mm-hmm. I turn have more respect for them. I have more respect for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. Yeah, it really should be. You know, everyone can have fun if it's consensual. But it's, you know, as long as you're not selling out. It is important not to sell out.
1: Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has their own interpretation of what that is. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, would you go to a tantric sex festival? I would say yes. And, I, I,
2: like, it, I find it hard to say, you know, like, a preemptive, give a preemptive yes. I'm going to go there and I'm going to get sexual <laughs> people and, you know, it's like, it's like, but I also don't want to be like, okay, I'll go and I'll watch and I'll suss yeah, it man, out that would just know, be a bit weird. I would go,
1: I feel like that is the next step for me is conquering all negative aspects of sexuality and sexualization. That still there's still remnants of that even in me. You know, I'm not I'm not so far progressive that I, I, I still there still linger at those kind of those negative aspects. Thank you, Michael so, Jones. Very tasty. I feel like going to something like that where literally everyone is just having sex, but it's not no one's sexualized It's kind of like we're just having sex because this is what humans. Do more to express themselves and release energy. Um, and can you imagine how many barriers that would break down? Like right? you know, just having you an, or, an orgy with guys, girls, trans, whatever, and and not just not just for sex. And you can release and you can get your release and feel good. It's it's kind of more so what the experience and the expression, the connection, the connection. That's, uh, You know, that that's me. What tantric sex I Without really knowing the ins and outs of it. Yeah. I would imagine that's about more about connection. It's like basically a music festival, but there's less music and more sex. Um are there tantric sex festivals? Yeah. Tantric sex festivals. sex. There's specifically there's one in Sweden.
2: Interesting. Hmm. Um yeah, interesting. I have a friend my the
1: friend called Oliver Murley. Um and there's an older chap like Terry something. Very progressive. Very Swedish looking as well. blonde, blue eyes. Um, but he he had been to tantric sex festivals like a couple of times. And he said it was amazing. Interesting. You know.
2: Is it a case of just showing up with a group of friends that you already practice this tantric sex with or uh, is it a case you just go on and be like, hey, you need someone? <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's
1: interesting to see how to. I would Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the ins and outs of um the ins and outs. The, the, ins, <laughs> the ins and outs. I'm not sure. Like, is it just a pack? Po- of different groups coming together. Bad pun. Um, Not <laughs> coming together. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh
2: um. Yeah.
1: No. I'd love to. And, I wouldn't go... My main motivator for going to a tantric sex festival wouldn't be to just have sex with loads of people. Uh, uh, It would be, be for me, it would be kind of two different things. It would be because I have an insatiable curiosity uh, to the point where I would go into the the world to to figure out what the hell is going on. And the other side is to just find new ways to express myself. Uh, And I feel like sex is just another way of expressing yourself. It's through being creative with a person. Um, sexpression. Sexpression. Sex, sex, expression. Yeah. I mean, who's to say that sex isn't a creative thing? I mean, you create, you create life, sex? isn't that the ultimate form of creativity?
2: That's where it all starts. You know? you know? That's where we started. So we should hit one of those up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think so. Is that something that you'd be up for Michael John? Yes. Sweet. And I let go of all of my judgments of what I
0: think it looks like. Yeah, that's what I i, I, I to allow it to happen. <laughs> I, I, I love the imagery of what you're creating. Yeah. I've seen your. your I've your seen image. oceans of people. <laughs> in the of <laughs> right. Just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so <something> like fucking it. pamps out, but like with like less animal. Yeah, and it's so easy to, to, to reject. Our ideas are what we have experienced before, and maybe we're at, we actually start manifesting those into our worlds. Are we willing to let go of any of our ideas what they are, just to say, I'm open to this to let it come in, and just turn up and see what happens. And I suppose trust yourself that no matter what happens, you're not going to, yeah. if you don't feel comfortable, there's some dude behind you being like, oh, this is the moment where I tell <laughs> you, stick hey, my chicken that's and that's But, but, but you, you, you always have the ability to say no, you always have your boundaries. Yeah. I suppose that's kind of healing yourself and discovering yourself is, have I the ability to say no in a scenario? That just because I've turned up doesn't mean I need to keep going. Of you're course, not, not. of course. You have liked,
1: uh, you know, our take.
0: I think that also comes back as well as saying that you're going to do something and then continuing to do it just because you said you're going to do it. Have you the ability to be like, no, this doesn't serve me anymore. I'm going to go do this instead. Um, I suppose that's going away from the whole destination world as well and going more into the journey. That's true, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, i'm i really love to hear you play music together uh, i've never heard you play music together and I'd love to record it is that possible yeah uh, doesn't yeah. have to be anything specific just
2: no. Uh, just uh, a <laughs>
1: Slightly defunct at the moment. I don't even know. I've left the band since. Um, I've recorded with them and I've recorded with a band called Echo Gardens. You can find us on Spotify as well. This isn't a plug, by the way. Uh, you don't have to listen. Um, but yeah, Echo Gardens, Cody, if you feel you want to check them out, they're on Spotify. Check them out, man! Thanks yeah. for sharing.
0: Yeah.
2: thanks for sharing. Yeah. Cool. Shane, how, did, how do people access you? I have nothing accessible at the moment, Michael John. To your penis, I Oh, it's all my brain, man. Uh, it's all bedroom stuff at the moment. Uh, lots of ideas. Um, I guess that's why Darren's here now. We're going to start chasing, chasing the music, start orchestrating and putting things together. So I don't have a platform yet, but uh, it's all in the head for now. But we're getting pen to paper, so... Keep you posted. Thank you. Anytime?
1: Yeah, I do,
0: yeah. (laughs)